Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Potentially. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aseda. And I'm Zena, and welcome to the first episode of That's Not My Name. A Millennial Brown Podcast. Zena, I literally cannot believe this is real right now. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I literally like feel like this has been in the works. Not Okay, honestly though, it's not in the works for me, but it's been in the works for you for quite some time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've always wanted a podcast or like a platform to like represent my views and just talk to the people as if anyone cares, but like just I wanted to I, do that. I think I've always wanted to be like is so shallow of me to say I've always been like famous but I've never nice. I wanted to make a, I never thought that I would want to make a podcast and like I'm not doing this to become, oh I people can't see me air quotes to become air quotes famous but I just oh I am I'm just kidding <laughs> I just think that um I why can I not speak Everyone, you heard it here first. It's a fast track to fame, starting an <laughs> underground, super small podcast. You can't, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this podcast, basically what happened with it is Zena posted something about Millennial Brown on her story. And I was just like, yo, Zena, Zen Zen, what is this? And then Zena can explain how she brought me to, brought me up to speed with what everything was going on and yeah, so after she reached out, I just kind of explained what MB was, um, what the basis of it was, how it was a publication, but not only that, it was going to be a podcast, it has a TikTok account, it's kind of on all sorts of platforms, and it's just a place for people to um, be heard and to have their own platforms, we're really using the word platform again a lot, but I think just to have um, a place where people who aren't necessarily always going to have a place to talk about their unique experiences, Millennial Brown just provides that that space and that place, Mm -hmm. Um, and Aseda reached out and was like, yo, what is this, and then she told me she wanted to start a podcast, and boom. She was like, that's crazy, Masal was just talking about a podcast, met Masal. And now some could say we are indeed friends, but only some, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's really cool. Not friends. Whoa. Really? <laughs> no, of course you guys are. I think Masal is like the nicest person ever and could be friends with literally. I just anything. think it's super dope to create a platform. And I think what Zena was talking about is typically by POC people do not have a place to share their opinions. Mm-hmm. And when they do share their opinions, they're very like, reliant on the identifiers that people use I don't know if that makes any sense it's like if someone for example if I were to share my opinion it'd be oh uh, a black girl is speaking again like it's not like a seda Mm -hmm. so I think that MB does a lot for that and I also think that like Zena a little compliment time for her is the perfect person to be doing this podcast with because ever since I met Zena we've just had like so many similarities Mm -hmm. The combos sure. are always good. It's so funny because Aseda's Ethiopian and I'm Indian. And, like, we will have these, like, unique experiences that we've grown up with. And maybe, like, talk about a story or something. And then the other person who's, like, hearing the story will be like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that literally happened to me, too. Like, all these weird stories that just happen to 
classic fob or bipoc kid fob. Fob. <laughs> everyone knows what a fob is um i feel like everyone fob. knows what a fob is if they are a fob but to the people listening that don't know what a fob is it's a a fresh off the boat, fresh <laughs> off the boat maybe um yeah i honestly actually the term fob i never know if it's like offensive or not oh my gosh I feel like it low-key is offensive. I Because I've gotten mad at my friends for saying it, but then, like, I'll catch myself saying it. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm such but a I love fob. it. I, love I know. It's, like, fob. it's fun when you own it. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm a fob. Yeah, I'm a fob, and what about it? <laughs> what are you going to say about it? What about it? No, I'm just playing. But I think yeah, but I think that Millennial Brown definitely does um, provide the opportunity for us all to have those shared experiences, to, like, talk mm-hmm. about those, just how Asaid and I have – talked about how we have share experiences in millennial brown is like an overarching one for all sorts of BIPOC students and other students who aren't even people of color all hail millennial brown all hail millennial brown (laughs) oh my gosh and I also think it's so funny like let's just talk about this for a second how we met in like the randomest place doing the randomest shit dude and now it's like Aseda and I probably would have met like if we didn't meet the first night we met but the the way we met is honestly iconic we are tell him tell him Zena my roommate Spencer shout out Spencer uh, (laughs) was friends with Aseda through their major and my major but like I wasn't in their block um and she invited Aseda to come study with us in the dining hall or like other way around something like that and it was like midnight and we were all studying mm-hmm. in the dining hall, me, Aseda, Spencer, and our friend Whitney, and maybe some guys. Some other people were there. Yeah. I don't know if we want to name them, but like they were there. Yeah. I don't really remember. Um, and we just chilled there. We played some piano. We danced around, like studied for hours, got some cookies. It was Dirty like dope. the most classic. Like if you were to be watching like a coming of age college movie, <laughs> you would see that scene, but we never did it again. Never. Okay, Never. like, just a disclaimer to anyone that's listening to this. Don't study in a dining hall. Like, it doesn't make sense. They were literally, like, cleaning up the dining hall. Like, had, like, those big-ass machines that, like, clean floors. Like, we, like... Just literally... Was there was no reason for us to be there. But it was so fun. It was just, like... It was... She was... Aseda was probably one of the first people I met, like, outside of oh my Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm trying that's... to think... I don't think I made, like many friends the first month and we met like the second week of school I think yeah I honestly think we met really early Spencer and I became pretty close pretty early it was really weird as well I don't know like I'm convinced that everything happens for a reason oh oh my gosh all my friends like no I say that all the time I'm like the obnoxious person that says that oh no I like I'm a firm believer like I'm gonna get it tattooed on my forehead or something but (laughs) I think that I don't know like we met each other we found out that we were quite similar in our views and we just had like these super weird out of body shared experience. Like we're completely different. Out of body. (laughs) Yeah. It was just so weird to me because I was like, okay, Zena grew up in Phoenix most of her life. Like Mm -hmm. I just recently met her. We grew up in completely different cultures, completely different family dynamics. And here we are like sharing common experiences. And I think that's like the whole point of that's not my name to like explore the commonalities and also our views as we talk about what's going on in the world and what it means to be a fob. Yeah, I think for, <laughs> like that was honestly 
Because I've I've grew up having like only mainly Indian friends. Mm-hmm. I had like white friends, but like the people who were people of color was were definitely only Indian people, and obviously we would have relatable like backstories. But then like Asaid and I have totally similar backstories as well, and like our parents have similar tendencies. So it's so funny to be able to relate to her, even though we met each other what a year ago, yeah, not even a year ago, and then we like had totally different upbringings. Yeah, so I think that's, like, the whole intention behind our podcast, you know, wanting to explore the commonalities that we have with each other as we Mm -hmm. become closer, and Mm -hmm. also, like, creating a place where people who have similar experiences as us can, like, find something relatable and find a platform that they feel represents them, and then also rendering a new perspective to people that would never consider. For sure. Because, like, I have some friends that, like, I talk about things and, like, whoa, I didn't even know you experienced this because, like, I've always assumed that we were, like, the same. And it's kind of I mean, yeah. But also it's, like, all our experiences, we're not going to always talk about them. Like, we don't want that to define us. We don't want to be, like, those, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think all our experiences that happen to us because of the color of our skin are negative. But we're not going to just, like, always bring up the color of our skin because we don't want that to define us, which also is a big part of our name. That's not my name we don't want one thing to define us. Um, and the name is itself on a basis based off of people not being able to pronounce our names. The most basic level of respect you can show to someone is knowing their name. And Asaid and I many have, ta- have many times experienced people just not being willing to know our names. Oh yeah, like a zoot, a seat. All of these things are definitely not my name. And I think that's also what, like, that's not my name. The name means it's, like, for me, at least, I used to let people come up with, like, a more, I don't know if digestible is the word, but, like, an easier way for them to pronounce it if it Mm -hmm. made them, like, happier, I guess, Mm because I was very concerned with making sure that everyone would be, I don't know, but I just would let people mispronounce my name or call me whatever they wanted because I didn't really feel empowered enough to say, yo, that's, like, not my name. It's a Seda. Mm -hmm. But... I think the platform or like this podcast specifically is about being empowered by our culture and our experiences, but also exploring who we are beyond being like, you know, Indian for you, Ethiopian for me and like liberal, you know, like the typical things that people view us as, Mm -hmm. I don't know, something. I think, yeah, I think the liberal thing is like really specific too, because obviously in this day and age, it's so hard not to be political or I guess Mm -hmm. some people find it easy not to be political because of the (laughs) privilege but it's so hard for me not to be political but like I have I'm so insecure that I'm gonna be labeled as like that liberal girl and I'm like I don't want that I don't want to be like labeled as a liberal girl I don't want to be labeled as the Indian girl or the girl with the like name that I can't pronounce like there are so many other things that identify me and I don't want it to be my face level attributes you know I agree I think that also relates to like how for me I grew up going to predominantly white schools most Mm -hmm. of my life like when I used to live in Georgia my family was I think like the only black family in the entire neighborhood and my brother and I were the only black kids in my elementary school which like when you're a kid isn't really that deep because like you know like yeah race and like racial tensions aren't really like something you're born with they're like learned I guess Mm -hmm. but I was always referred to as like being like the Ethiopian girl like we have family friends that like when they introduce us to other people are like 
these are our Ethiopian friends. Or like my principal would be like, oh yeah, this is our girl fresh from Ethiopia. And I was like, dog, like I was born in Minnesota. Like there's more to me than this. Like I'm a Seda. So I think it's like also exploring that because I know that these experiences aren't like isolated and people feel the same way as well. Yeah, 100%. I think everyone relates in one way or another. Like whether they want to talk about it or not, they definitely do relate. Even if they're not a person of color, like there's, there's something everyone can learn from it, I think. I agree. But also, guys, like, not to be super weird, but I feel like starting a podcast is kind of hard. And I have filmed this, like, so many times, and we've just kind of gotten to the point where we realize that podcasts can't be, like, scripted, and they can't be super robotic. They just have to be conversations. I know. You would think that that would make sense, right? That would be your first instinct to think, yeah. oh yeah, a podcast is like a conversation. Like Zen and I are friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you have two people who, like in my opinion, are perfectionists mm-hmm. 100%. and micromanage everything like super nitpicky about things. Like, my vocal intonation sounds off right now. <laughs> Literally before this Record- call, both were like, we cannot sound monotone. Like we need to be oh, I know. blah, blah, blah. Give them everything. Give them <laughs> No, I know. I think it's just trusting that your opinion matters Mm -hmm. and also picking the right platform to share your opinions on. Yeah, see, that's the thing too, because I was so happy like writing articles for MB and I still am. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to write articles. But there's like a certain thing that you can provide through podcasts that you just cannot write down, I feel like. like, The way you write for articles is definitely going to be more formal than like a conversation and you can learn so much more through like open discourse and talking to other people who have different experiences and I think that's another thing about the podcast is we want to bring people on here who like are willing to share their experiences stay tuned for our guests our guest stars you know we all friends obviously (laughs) like who else is going to be besides our friends uh Michelle Obama no (laughs) should I text her up right now yeah, I have her. I have her number. I'll just I'll just text shoot her a little them. text. No, I also think it's like I don't know. Like I told my family that I was starting a podcast, and my brother, who is my best friend, but also like my biggest critic, was like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you starting a podcast? Like, who do you think you are?" Yeah. Don't bully me. Okay, but also, also that like seeds doubt into you. And, like, okay, Aseda, let's be honest with ourselves. When we see other people starting podcasts. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. It's like, what the hell is that person doing? Like, what do they what do they think they're doing? Why do they think they can do this? God, the character development from being like shady, shady bitches that criticize everyone to being vulnerable enough to make a podcast is truly, truly yeah. remarkable. That's like also like who who cares like what you want to do that's like this goes along with the name of that's not my name as well like if I want a podcast I want a podcast I don't want that to be my entire personality like it's just a thing I'm trying out for a little bit you know oh I actually do want the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm if it's super successful no, I'm just <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to define me but if it's like was under if like you I knew me before it. this podcast you didn't red heart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping to get recruited for SNL right off the bat. Like, <laughs> uh, honestly. But, like, that's, like, okay, that's actually another point, though. Like, maybe we don't want to be identified by certain things that we, like, are, because we're afraid that we're going to fail at them. Oh, my God. 
that's like a whole okay, other Carla, conversation. Like the way this is just the intro episode. God. <laughs> also, I've been swearing because I have no filter. Dude, same. It's it's such a bad habit of mine. Like I don't know where I got my sailor's mouth from because my parents definitely didn't give it to me. Bro, for real. <laughs> Not my parents are so against swearing, but I just have this the worst mouth. It's so bad. It's part of being genuine on this podcast, you know? Exactly. <laughs> if, if, if I'm cussing, guys, just know that you guys are saying the real side of me. <laughs> In one of the takes that we did, guys, Zena tried her best not to swear. And she was, like, trying to find a substitution for bitches. And she was like, girls. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was trying to say, like, fake. I was like, fake people. Girls. Or girls. Either way. Yeah. Well, I just can't because I feel like some words it's like there's no need. Like I say bitches all the time for, but like I don't like that. That's so weird. It's like, so bad. <laughs> like, what is the need for me to be like to say that? Mm. Like in regular, so just in conversations I have every single day, I just throw in some cuss words just for the fun of it. It adds spice, you know, the flavor, the seasoning. True, it gets my it to them faster. <laughs> no, well, part of the podcast I think is just being as honest and genuine as we can and for me at least not cursing isn't a part of me like true I love I love to curse this this is just who I am I'm sorry (laughs) we're really just bringing our our best sides forward in this podcast but I mean yeah I guess with being honest like we can go into our segment we want to do every single week oh yeah the daily Daily? tea Do you want to explain what the daily tea is? Yeah, um, so daily tea is going to be, I guess, technically bi-weekly tea. Just us talking about what we've been reading, listening to, um, what's been happening in our lives, stuff like that, current events, maybe just asking each other how we're doing, just so we can get the podcast started off. Yeah, so do you want to start your daily tea? Yeah, okay, also no, it's usually going to be at the beginning of the episode and Aseda we forgot to mention the most important part we'll be reviewing teas oh my gosh yes a little side note tea is like a huge part of my life because I drink it almost every day it has a huge like cultural significance Mm -hmm. and I just support it and I think that how great is it to talk about your daily tea while drinking some tea and for you guys listening to that and getting a tea recommendation at the very least yeah, at least you guys are getting some podcast. If you can't say you listened to this podcast and didn't get a, a, like out of it, even though we aren't giving you guys a tea recommendation this week, but next week or the week after that, you the guys tea will recommendation be for one. today is hot water. Please enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I say my daily tea. Um, I guess throughout quarantine, I've been keeping busy by like joining a bunch of different organizations. I'm currently like a part of like six or seven things like very heavily involved with it's it's ridiculous I like just don't know why I think I can be the jack of all trades and be like a political the girl of all trades. A seamstress, someone who can make graphic design like all this shit show no but I think the most important thing that I've done this um quarantine is one thing is <laughs> I'm just talking in circles. I um, joined an organization called Alumni for Change, which I'll do an episode about later on. Um, Inspirational. Xavier College Preparatory. Um, And another important thing I 
started is sewing and embroidering and Mm -hmm. I've always sewed and stuff since like my junior year of high school but I started to embroider and I started to sell my shit my stuff (laughs) my things (laughs) I wasn't need for cussing in that but like I started to um, sell sweaters shoes what else tank tops tank tops I made a duvet cover today for my apartment insane and I have so much respect for you I tried to embroider a pair of jeans and some of my friends will tell you this like I was giving them periodic like updates on my mental health as well as my (laughs) embroidery progress (laughs) and they're cute you know I wear them but you will not catch me dead (laughs) you will simply I would rather swim across Debbie Town Lake than embroider something again (laughs) it couldn't be me it's too much but I respect people like you that are like pushing the small business artistry movement yeah forward. I think it really made me appreciate small businesses and art a lot more like I definitely have found myself following more people like artists and stuff on Instagram and also oh my god this is so fun like two days ago I decided I'm gonna minor in fashion because oh of it. my god Zena yeah yes I'm yes. so excited about it it's not like official official yet but I drop I'm gonna drop my minor my current minor which is in espanol <laughs> and change yeah don't know why whatever it was a thing and then change it to fashion because That's I so want, exciting I don't want it to just be a hobby anymore like I want it to be a thing this is also how Zen is going to become famous not only is she going to become podcast famous <laughs> she's going to start like a whole fashion line while becoming a doctor all at the same while time. becoming a doctor literally <laughs> just why do I have to be the jack of all trades like why is that my personality couldn't tell you my daily tea is not nearly as exciting at all (laughs) I literally told Zena before this and I was like Zena my daily tea is so funny like you're so like you're in for a treat and now she just like dropped the fact that she's (laughs) single-handedly changing the world could not be me but yesterday um my brother his girlfriend and I went to get donuts at late at night I saw this Zeta I saw but let me tell you the story (laughs) So we're like, we got donuts and we're going to drop them off to her sister at their house in Chandler. And um, we're like driving down the street when we see a stray dog. And my brother's girlfriend, let's call her Leslie. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to name place. Okay. So <laughs> Leslie's like, slow down the car. Let's put the dog in the car. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> This is simply not something we do. That's why we agreed. So we like, my brother like moves the car really slowly, brings it to stop. And we're like calling the dog. We're like making dog noises. This is like midnight. Okay, this is midnight in Chandler. And it's like literally ridiculous. Like we're sitting there like doggy, doggy, like bringing the dog <laughs> to the car. The dog hops in the whip. Okay, like <laughs> hops in the whip. And then we go pick up her sister. And she's also like confused as what the hell is going on. We, like, try to find the dog tag to, like, call the owners. The owners aren't picking up. We keep trying them. But my brother's, like, driving around the neighborhood with the windows down so the dog can get, like, some fresh air. And the dog's, like, absolutely tweaking out on my lap. Like, drool everywhere. Like, the dog is, like, <laughs> like it's oh, the poor dog. Insane. The dog named Scout, by the way. It's so cute. Oh. So we finally find the address on the, t- on the collar. You would think that's, like, the first thing. And we go. And they, like, are ringing the doorbell so they can return this dog. And no answer. <laughs> no answer. Oh, so my like, oh, my God. Are we going to take this dog home? Like, my mom is absolutely going to end my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is not what, and then 
we were like, okay, we just have to sneak the dog into the backyard. So we open a random person's backyard in the middle of Chandler and drop the dog off. Oh my God. And that's my daily tea. I've also been listening to Limbo by Amine. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Side plug, go listen. <laughs> I cannot believe you guys opened the gate of the house. And then, and then ran into the car and drove away. And, like, my brother's girlfriend's car is, like, this beat-up old Camry that, like, doesn't drive well. <laughs> Making so much noise as we're, like, drifting through the neighborhood. Oh, my so. God. Did the dog get far from its house? Like, five minutes away. Oh, my God. When we first, like, we looked them up on Google, looked up the owners to see if they had, like, their address listed or something. Yeah. And it said that their office was in Scottsdale. So we were, like, oh, my God. This oh, dog. Oh, God. Imagine. Oh, so funny. okay wait now Amine <laughs> oh my gosh yes okay so I don't know about you but I feel like a huge sense of pride when someone from my community succeeds like mm-hmm. I can like not know them not know anything about them and I feel like a very personal overwhelming sense of joy 100% also love Amine love mm-hmm. him I love him too like he's so talented mm-hmm. he's a cutie I'm just kidding oh my god <laughs> He's not bad looking. <laughs> no, he's such a cutie, but I'm not here to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, not demeaning him to his looks. No, like he's such a talented and valid rapper. And he recently dropped his, what he calls his sophomore album, but it's like his third album. And it's really good. Like it's a full body of work that's cohesive and has like messages. Just mm-hmm. turn out of ten, chef's kiss. I haven't listened to it yet. Zena. I should. If you can't see everyone, well, you can't, but finger guns. Finger guns to <laughs> Zena. I well, actually listened to the New Era playlist that Masal put up for MB, um, and I um, really enjoyed it. Sorry, my mom just walked in, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's okay. I really did enjoy it. I think it was a really um, well put together playlist. Mm-hmm. It was, like, super, like, indie and, like, laid back, but not, like, super, like, you know? Yeah. Try hard. Like, it was it was good new music, and I needed good I mean, new songs. Yeah. I think they do a really good job of making, like, good quality playlists. Mm-hmm. Like, I low-key feel like this is turning into a Millennial Brown, like, fan club. Literally, podcast. dude. I would be like, down with just making this, like, a Missal, Irfan, Isa, just full fan club, just all Millennial 100%. Brown. 100%. We yeah, honestly right. should. Update everyone. That's why my name has now been turned into Michelle Obama and Millennial Brown. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thank you guys for joining. We hope you liked it. We hope to see you again in Um, two weeks. In two weeks, with some tea, with some new information, with some content for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what we have stocked up for next episode, but it actually we're cooking. We're cooking. Don't worry about it, guys. Just chef it up something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, guys.